and it is important that you pay close attention like i said yesterday is such an honor very rare privilege that we will never take for granted never never take for granted it is with such joy that i welcome to the microphone my teacher my pastor reverend dr abel Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Please you can be seated. There's been a lot of teaching this morning. And it's just wonderful to be with you. I want to honor and appreciate uh, Pastor Annie and the First Lady of the house here. We love both of you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you represent. Thank you for your consistency and your patience in seeing to it that the gospel, the message of Christ continues to build the people of god thank you again let's celebrate them again please you can be seated all the men of god that are here we love you thank you for all the labor and everyone that is in the conference it's been wonderful just fellowshipping and enjoying the word of god together with everybody here i want to quickly announce we came with a few copies of my books you can get them at the end of this session the reason why we take books around with us is because we have limited time to teach the things we would love to teach so we teach as much as we can and then we bring books for you so that you can get the books and read because when you read you will come to a place of understanding can somebody shout hallelujah all right so there's a book on gift and callings of god there's a book on how to win in life there's a book there on the message of the cross there's another book on heaven the believers reality now there's another book on spirit life and then there's another one on every man a minister very few copies so quickly grab your own copy before they are exhausted can i have a good amen all right the book of second timothy chapter 3 verse number 15 second timothy chapter 3 verse number 15 brother paul writes a letter to timothy and he says to timothy and that from a child that was known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus so yesterday we established that salvation is faith in christ jesus then brother paul now says all scripture is given by inspiration of god the word inspiration means breath that the scriptures came out of the breath of God the writing of the scriptures and they are profitable number one for doctrine doctrine means teaching or explanation and then when the scriptures are taught and explained they will bring the second profit which is reproof so we said that the message of the scriptures is a message of faith is a message of persuasion is a message of conviction when you are persuaded, it delivers the third benefit, which is correction and adjusting of the mindset and on learning to relearn. So you arrive at a place of correction. Now when you are corrected, it now resolves into spiritual growth, instruction in righteousness. Now, 
Those are the stages. You can't jump the stages and grow. You must come through teaching and explanation that will produce persuasion that will result in correction that will end up producing spiritual growth. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Then yesterday we began to establish that the scriptures is not the whole Bible. That the scriptures is Genesis to Malachi. The book of Luke chapter 24 verse 25 Jesus on the way to Emmaus was discussing with the disciples and the Bible says they were thinking that Jesus was coming to restore government to Israel but Jesus was not coming to restore government to Israel so while they were discussing Jesus walked among them and said gentlemen what are you guys talking about and they said to Jesus are you a stranger in town have you not heard about Jesus the guy that was crucified a good guy and they didn't know who Jesus was and they didn't know why he was crucified so Jesus said to them oh fools Luke 24 25 slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken which means that they have read the prophets but did not pay attention enough to believe the message of the prophets because if they had believed the message of the prophets they wouldn't have said they thought Jesus was coming to restore political power so he called them fools because they were not paying attention but he didn't stop at calling them fools he now said to them ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses beginning at Moses Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy and all the prophets he expounded yesterday we said is the word interpret he interpreted unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so for you to make full proof of your of, of, of your of your ministry you must understand the message that you are called to preach and that is why we began to look at the book where the message is contained because if you don't know how to go about the bible you won't be able to arrive at the message so the law of moses and the prophets have a destination christ in verse 44 of luke 24 he said unto them these are the words which i spake unto you while i was yet with you that all these things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me now please pay attention so the message of moses the message of the prophets the message of david in the psalms is concerning the christ the things concerning himself in the book of john chapter 5 verse 38 i mean 39 jesus said to the jews you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but they are they which testify of me so the scripture is the evidence of the Christ it's the evidence of the Christ in John chapter 1 verse 45 John chapter 1 verse number 45 
Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him. Oh, glory to God. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth. Look at me everybody. So Moses, all Moses was trying to say in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is Jesus. All that the prophets were saying is Jesus. Look at John chapter 5 verse 45. John chapter 5 verse 45. Jesus speaking said, do not think do not think that I, Jesus, will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you. Even Moses, in whom you trust. So Moses is the accuser of the brethren. Not even Satan. Even Moses, whom you trust. Now listen. You must understand Moses as a person and Moses as a function. Moses, the accuser, is Moses as a function, not Moses as a person. Look at the next verse, verse 46. I want everybody to read together with me like a mass choir. One, two, go. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. It appears to me, therefore, that Moses preached two messages. One message, accusation. The other message, Christ. So which means, in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you will find accusation and you will find Christ combined. Do not think that I will accuse you. There is one that is accusing you before the father. He is Moses whom you trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. Are you still following? First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. First Peter chapter 1 verse number 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired. So underline inquired and searched. The prophets, Mandogozaga, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, the prophets have inquired and searched. So in the writing of the prophets, you will see accusation. You will see Christ. You will see inquiries. You will see searchings. You didn't hear that. In the law of Moses and the prophets, you will see Christ. You will see accusation. You will see inquiries. You will see searchings. The prophets in their writings have inquired and searched. 
put it up for me, inquired and searched diligently who prophesied. So there is a search, there is inquiry, there is prophecy, there is accusation, and there is Christ in the scriptures. I'm laying a foundation here. Now, who inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Next verse. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified before time the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Next verse. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into so we have seen Jesus's commentary on the Old Testament we have seen Peter's commentary on the Old Testament. Alright? Old Testament Genesis to Malachi. Let's look at Brother Paul's commentary. Brother Paul's commentary on the Old Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. Now, all these things happen unto them for examples not for our examples for examples and they are written for our admonition not for our examples but for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. That means you cannot tell a believer the spirit of Jezebel is on you. Because the things that we are written, we are not our examples. If they were examples for us, it will be that what happened to them will happen to us. But they are examples for our admonition. So in the Old Testament, search, prophecy, inquiry, Christ, accusation, admonition. That's what you will, that's why Paul says it is profitable for teaching. Because in teaching, we will identify accusation. In teaching, we will identify prophecy. In teaching, we will identify Christ. In teaching, we will identify admonition. In teaching, we will identify searchings. I'm teaching good this morning. Let's look at Brother Paul again. Brother Paul again. No, not Brother Paul. Let's look at the writer of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10 verse number one the commentary of hebrews on the old testament for the law 
having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never can never I don't know why people don't see that can never can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comma zero to perfect the word shadow is not shadow remember bible is not english bible has its language so when you see shadow it's not this shadow for the law having a shadow the word shadow there in the hebrew it means a symbol symbol or symbolic expression or a figurative thing a shadow a figure a symbol the law has symbols the law has figures the law is not a literal communication it has figures of speech and it has symbolic expressions the law now pay attention which means that symbols mean using earthly things to communicate spiritual realities you didn't hear that using earthly things to communicate spiritual realities look at me everybody for example for example God never demanded sacrifices God never demanded sacrifices sacrifices was in the culture of the Jews they offered sacrifices to deities they offered sacrifices to idols it was in their culture God didn't say bring animal so that it can cover your sin eh uh-uh. animal sacrifice was cultural was part of idol worship that is how in bible days they approach their idols with a sacrifice even today in africa you cannot appear before an idol or a deity empty they will tell you bring white fowl red fowl there they don't ask for chicken they ask for fowl because it's an operation of foul spirits white fowl red fowl 
Bring chameleon without leg. Bring cola nut. Why? Because the idols, the deities demand something. So the church borrowed a culture of idol worship and is using it today. Thou shalt not appear before the Lord empty. That is what they do in idol worship. Pastor Annie, do you pay your father money to listen to you talk? How many of you, every time you want to talk to your father, you pay? Nobody. It's only in idol worship that you pay to consult idol because there is no relationship. But God is your father. You don't have to give God something to get his attention. You have his attention 247. Because he's your daddy. Stay with me. So question. Why were they offering sacrifices? It was Moses' teaching notes. Moses. His teaching notes. Because Moses had to use what they were familiar with to communicate spiritual realities. For the law was given by Moses. And the law is a symbolic expression of good things to come. But not the very image of those things. And can never. Are you following? Can never. You know, I'm enjoying myself. Abraham was an idol worshipper. He was worshipping the moon and the sun. And Isaac, his son, must have followed him. Or must have had stories of how his father and how their culture worship idols. That is why on the way to Mount Moriah Abraham said I and the young lad shall go yonder to worship and we shall come back. Abraham knew before he left home that Isaac would not be killed. He didn't take Isaac to go and kill him. He took Isaac on a journey of Bible study. Because God said, I know Abraham that he will teach his children. So part of Abraham's Bible study with Isaac was to carry Isaac on a symbolic journey to communicate resurrection. That's why when Isaac said to Abraham in Genesis 22, Daddy, I see the wood. I see the fire. Where is the sacrifice? Because Isaac knew that if we are going to worship a deity, the 
there must be sacrifice that is how it is in our culture what shall we offer since his worship abraham said to isaac this other person we are going to we don't give to him he himself will be the animal of sacrifice i feel like i'm teaching if you are catching my flow shout i hear you god does not demand sacrifice god becomes the sacrifice god himself is the sacrifice he doesn't demand that's why abraham said the lord shall provide himself because he the lord is the sacrifice if a sacrifice is demanded so the question will be the question will be since god didn't demand sacrifice why did god become the sacrifice because god in his kindness in order for men to understand this operation he will accommodate men's ways and use men's ways to teach men his way yeah god in his kindness will accommodate men's ways and use men's ways to teach them his own way so he has to come through their sacrificial system and use their sacrificial system to show that he himself will be the lamb that will be slain now so the law is a shadow a symbolic communication of good things to come which means in the old testament we shall see prophecy we shall see christ we shall see searchings we shall see inquiry we shall see accusation we shall see admonition we shall see shadows shadows that's why you don't just preach the old testament hook line and sinker because it's a combination of accusation that's why it is called the ministration of death it is called the ministration of condemnation because there is accusation in the law so when the law is preached it will produce condemnation because of accusation you can't preach everything because the old testament romans 15 verse 4 romans chapter 15 verse number 4 can we all read together everybody i'm almost through with this session can we all read together i want to go for whatsoever things we are written when aforetime they were written for they were written for they were written for that we through patience 
and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So, the Old Testament was written for us. For, for, for. The New Testament is written to us. To us. Old Testament for The Old Testament is for us because of Christ. The New Testament is to us because of Christ. So Christ is the bridge between the old and the new. So the only thing to take from the old is Christ. Don't take the shadow. Don't take accusation. Don't take some. Do you know that Samson and Delilah? Delilah, there's no Greek verbiage for Delilah. That's why the name didn't appear in the New Testament. Bathsheba didn't appear in the New Testament. Why? Hebrews 11.1 1. Hebrews 11.1 1. Are you following? Let's read together like a mass choir. Everybody want to go. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now look, this is not a definition of faith. When I was preaching word of faith, radical word of faith, when we preach from this verse, we used to say, now faith is, faith is now. If it is not now, it is not faith. From. We used to say faith is reaching into the realm of the unreal and bringing the unreal into the real. Faith is a title deed. Faith is the seal, seal of all that proves that the land is somewhere even though you have not collected it. Fraud. I preached it until I saw better. That verse is not definition. The Bible is not a dictionary. Don't look for definitions. Now faith is... Now that word now is not even in the original. That now is not in the original. The original is faith is. Not now. Now does not exist. It was added by translators. The original is faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What are you talking about the writer of Hebrews? Then he explains in the next verse. For 
put off verse 2. Everybody read very loud. One, two, go. For by it. Are you one of the elders? Which elders? The elders of the Old Testament. Elders like who? Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Elders like who? By faith. Abel. Not my own. No. The one that Cain killed. Abel. Elder. Noah. Elder. Abraham. Elder. Sarah. Elder. Gideon. Elder. Rehab the Halot. Elder. You didn't hear that one. Rehab the Halot. Elder. Samson. Elder. Who through faith obtained good report. No Delilah in the story. David an elder. No Uriah. No Bathsheba. The New Testament does not record faults. The New Testament records faith. Abraham. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jew and to the Greek. Verse 17. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written that just shall live by faith. Chapter 2 of Romans, he began to talk about the righteousness of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness in them that do not believe. So God gave them up to do the things that were not convenient. Chapter 3 of Romans, he said God is justified and the justifier of they that believe. For there is no difference. Chapter 4 of Romans. What shall we say then? That Abraham our father has found as concerning the faith. If he got it by works. He has whereof to glory. But not before God. But what saith the scriptures? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now unto him. That walketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed no sin. Abraham believed. So that's why in the New Testament... You will not see Abraham sleep with his house girl. You will only see that Abraham believed. The New Testament does not record fault. It records faith. How many of you know Abraham kept telling God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. Abraham was staggering. Abraham was falling. Abraham was impatient. Out of impatience, 
He slept with his house girl and produced his smell that is still smelling everywhere. But when the New Testament will write about Abraham, it said Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that faithful is he who promised, who was able also to perform. This is Abraham that staggered. Abraham even fell on the ground. But the New Testament does not record that. Because the New Testament does not record faults. It records faith. Let me cause trouble. Let me cause trouble. Let me cause trouble. Let me cause trouble. There was a man called Moses. Moses. Say Moses. Moses killed somebody. You are not hearing me. Moses. It is Moses that said thou shalt not kill. Moses killed somebody. Dug the ground. Buried the person. When they had it in Egypt, he ran. So that the king will not catch him. So that the law will not send him to prison. He ran for his life. He didn't run because of a good thing. He ran because he killed somebody. He was running from punishment. When the New Testament will write about Moses. He said, Abraham, by and Moses, by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter by faith. He chose to suffer reproach for Christ's sake than to enjoy the pleasures of Egypt for a season. Because of that choice, he forsook Egypt. You are not seeing Because of that choice, Moses forsook Egypt. He didn't run away from Egypt. He forsook Egypt. Not because he killed somebody, but because he was choosing Christ. Long ago, long ago, well, the old account was settled, Long ago, for the record clears today that he washed my sins away. For the old account was settled long ago. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of, of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me wise. 
Amina. Does God overlook sin? Because why will their wrongdoings not be punished and not be recorded? Does God tolerate sin? Does God play with sin? No. Why didn't he punish them? Because he punished Christ. God does not punish the sinner. He takes the sin of the sinner on himself. And he punishes himself. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh the sin of the church. Eh? Whose sin? The sin of the world. If he took it, he can't punish you for what he has been punished. It will be injustice. You don't punish a sin twice. The Lord doesn't allow it. He took it. I don't have it. Somebody said, but I'm guilty. You are knowledge deficient. You are suffering from knowledge deficiency. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are where. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? If you make mistake and commit sin, where are you committing the sin inside? In Christ. You don't enter Christ and come out. You enter Christ and stay. So if you fall, you fall inside Christ. That's why you will rise. Somebody say, doesn't that look like a license to sin? You don't need a license to sin. You've been sinning without a license. You've been doing what you want to do without license. You don't need a license. But I have news for you. When you know that all your sins, past, present, future are forgiven it gives you boldness to approach God and it gives you boldness to defeat sin yeah that's the key it says we are sin abounds eh? we are sin nyafu nyafu grace nyafu 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 God's cure for sin is the grace of God. And the grace of God is the sacrifice of Jesus. Am I teaching? That's why Paul will say, Awake to righteousness and sin not. So if you don't want to sin, wake up to the righteousness of God that you are. Listen, any Christian that is sinning, is suffering from identity crisis. It means say you don't know who you be. 
So you are acting like somebody else. You know, the prodigal son didn't know who he was. He went and sat down and was eating with pigs. Eating with pigs. And being grateful that he can even eat. Then one day he said, "Uh uh-uh. I'm bigger than this. Uh Uh-uh. I'm better than this. Uh Uh-uh. Even the servants in my father's house are better than this. I will arise. The moment you realize who you are, you arise. Am I teaching good this afternoon? I will arise and go back to my father. And I will say, Father, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me a servant. Pastor he's a father with only two sons and many servants. One son is lost, remaining one. Servants are all over. And a son, the second son, wants to join the colony of servants. From the day the boy left, the father's eyes were on the road. Because the father knew the boy would come back. Because it is a DNA issue. It's a DNA. It's not an attitude issue. It's a DNA issue. He will surely come back to his roots. So the father was waiting. Then the boy arose. And the Bible said the father saw him from afar. And the father ran. The boy didn't run. It was the father that ran. You're not hearing something. The father ran and met the boy outside the city so that nobody will see the boy in a shameful state because God does not disgrace. God covers. God does not embarrass. God protects. Am I teaching good this afternoon? So, before people will see the boy that is smelling, the boy that has disgraced himself, the father went and met him outside and stopped him there. And said, servants, go home. Watch. The boy wanted to beg the father to make him a servant. So the boy started. I have sinned against heaven. I have sinned against you. I am no more worthy to be called your son. Before he could say, make me a servant, the boy interrupted because you shall have what you say the father did not allow him say that nonsense the father stopped him go and bring me my shoe my robe and my ring my son once a son behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. As many as receive him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying... You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption. Can I can I can I preach? Can I preach? The boy went home. The fact you know the easiest thing will have been to bring the boy home 
and dress him. But the father does not disgrace the son. He kept him there. Nobody must see you like this. They went and brought cloth. They brought shoe. They brought ring. The father dressed the boy. Then they held hands like allies. And they were chatting and walking home. And the people that saw the boy in the first glory saw him in a better glory. As soon as the boy entered us, he started giving instructions. Set the party, set the party, play the music. And the father said, kill the fatted calf. Let's have a party. Party after party. If you don't get it, forget it. Glory! Oh yes, there was a party in the house. And the elder brother, the biggest problem of that story is the elder brother. Christians that have been in church for many years and have refused to know Christ. Elder brother. Elder brother. Who are angry with our liberty. Elder brother. The elder brother had music. Because elder brother is allergic to music. The Bible says he called one of the servants. That means he didn't even have his own servant. He didn't have, among all the servants, he couldn't even take one to be his personal servant. He was not in control. He called one. He said, ah, what music am I hearing at home? The servant said, oh man, what's up? What's up, man? Since your brother left, the house has been boring. Because you don't know how to enjoy. But the guy is back. The guy is back. And the party is back. Brother, let me go and join the party. And the elder brother got angry. And the elder brother came to the father and said to the father, Lo! Lo! Not high, lo! These years have I served you. I've never done anything wrong. Self-righteousness. Watch this. But this your son. Not even my brother. This your son. Envy, jealousy, bad belly. This your brother. Who took all your wealth and went and lavished with prostitutes. Accuser of the brethren. Prostitutes. Is back. You have given him party. And the father looked at him and said, All these things were yours, but you didn't know how to use them. Your brother was a bit chop life. You don't show now. What he remain? Oh my goodness. Are you blessed? Tonight I will start from Hebrews 11.1 1. There are many things to unpack And we don't have the time now But are you blessed this morning? Stand on your feet and say I am loved by my father
My father covers me. My father protects me. And my father preserves me. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. The revelation knowledge grows and grows and grows and grows until nothing else matters. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says that amen like thunder. Sit down, let me answer a few questions. I want to answer a few questions from all the things we've been teaching since morning, since last night. First of all, if you have a question, can I see your hand up? Question. Any? Wonderful. If there's no question, it will be wonderful. No, there's one question, sir. Okay, there's one there. Someone at the back. There's two. Any other question? Three, four. Please, can you stand? Four. All right, can you come to the front and just line up? Please come this way. You have a question, just come and line up. So, number so we one, can, number two. We can give you clarity. Number three, number four. That should be the last, number five. Even if it's something right, that Pastor, six. even if it's something that Pastor Annie has taught that he knows set you, you never understand that. Come, we want clearer. So that you consume the word of God with reckless abandon. All right, please, the rest of us, if you have questions, so that you, you won't write be looking them. at us like this. <laughs> All right, please, you can write your questions. That's right. And they'll be attended to better. That's come very quickly. You can write your question and bring. Okay. So please, when you get the microphone, ask the question. Don't preach, don't explain, just ask. Okay. Amen. 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 You made mention of something yesterday. You said that Matthew, uh, Matthew, is not the beginning of the new, the new testament yes so i wanted to ask simply what is where did the new testament begin from tonight next question don't miss the evening session that's what that means tonight come tonight we will yes. answer you well tonight praise the lord hallelujah sir as we are teaching you made us to know that god loved us yes and Christ has come to pay for our sins. Yes. Because of his love, he said, because he has paid for the sins we committed, the ones we commit, we will commit. Maybe even the ones we commit in the next future. Now, sir, are you trying to tell us, prove that that says, once saved, is saved forever, no matter what we go and do again? And sir, how can we reconcile it with Romans 6 1 that says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That's my question, sir. Okay. Usually, when people say to me, are you trying to say that God has forgiven us past, present, and future no matter what we do? That question is mischievous. Because a child of God that is born of God cannot do no matter what. Because if you are a child of God, you are a sheep. You are not a goat. You are a sheep. You are not a pig. You are not a dog. You are a sheep. When a pig falls inside mud, it is happy. If you try to bring a pig out of mud or death, 
the pig won't fight you because it likes that environment. When a sheep enters mud, it will cry and struggle to come out because that's not its environment. When you are born of God and you sin, you cannot rest because you just enter the place where you don't belong. Do you understand? So it cannot be no matter what because there is no more no matter what for the believer. Why? Because there's a restraint. The nature of God in you will restrain you. There are things you cannot do. Do you understand? There are things you cannot do. But you cannot be sinless. You cannot be sinless. Because there are sins you even commit without knowing when. You didn't plan it, but you committed sin without. Okay, he that nowhere to do good. What is it? It's a sin. You know, if you come on time, you came late. So you came to service and committed sin. So, Romans chapter 6, verse 1, where you quoted. Okay, he says, Shall we continue in not to? He didn't say, shall we continue to sin? He said, shall we continue in? There are two different things. And what is the answer? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer daring? Know ye not? You know no say? Don't you know that as many of us as we are baptized into Christ, we were baptized into his death. What he's saying is, don't you know that the day you got born again, you died? And because you died, you cannot continue in sin. But you could sin. That's why he now says, if any man sin, we have and advocate with the father is it clear a child of God cannot deliberately be sinning even if he sin he cannot be comfortable he will come out of it if he's comfortable he was never born again because there are false brethren and there are false converts. That's why the message that a man hears is important. Because if you don't hear the right message, you will become a false convert. Do you understand? God bless you. Next. Praise the Lord. Sir, you have almost answered what I wanted to ask anyway, but I will still ask. And based on the same aspect, because I was a little bit confused. And let me also add something. Okay. See, when you sin, God has no problem with your sin. Because God has settled it. See, the thing where you get problem with, now something where you don't get solution for. Once you have solution for something, it's no more a problem. Okay, because I wanted to but know. when you sin, eh, there is what we call consequences. Okay. They are not from God. They are from the sin. 
sin. Okay. You start sleeping around. There's something called HIV. There's something called gonorrhea. It comes from gonococcus. There's something called syphilis. There's something called unwanted pregnancy. Those are natural consequences. They don't right. come from God. They come from the sin. So that's why God told you, don't see no, because fire they inside. Okay, I will still ask my question. <laughs> I want to know because he talked about the prodigal son. Yes. Who left the father. Yes. So I want to know when the prodigal son was away from the father, was the father there with him? Was the one, father? The father there with him. Okay, that's, that's number, number one. one. Then two, was his life better when he was away? Okay, you, sir. remember the prodigal son is a parable. Parable. Okay, the Greek word is parabole. It means there are facts, there are fictions, okay. and there's a small lesson. So you don't interpret parables directly because there are fictions and there are facts. So what you look for in a parable is the lesson. So question, what is the lesson of the prodigal son? Number one, once a son, always a son. Number two, God can never abandon his child. Number three, no matter what the devil does with you, what God has done remains yours forever. Okay, so let me ask one more question. If the son keep a wave, remain there, never come back, how are there going is to no such circumstance in the Bible where the son went and never came back. There's none. So your question in theology is called assumption. All right. And we don't assume. Sir, but we need to be very careful so that we don't add to the God's word or remove that from is God's why word for we our do, growth. That's why we take Thank hours you. to teach. We take hours. And also we have to be careful so we don't make what Jesus did useless. Yes, very correct. Because what Jesus did is stronger than what Satan has done. Thank you, sir. Can I have a good amen? Praise the Lord. My question is this. The word of God is not political. It's righteousness. When you're preaching, we are listening. Sometimes when you preach, we are people fall, people rejoice. What's the question? You were question street praise the lord the bible says that there is now therefore no condemnation to yes. them who are in christ jesus yes who are not walking according to the flesh yes but according to the spirit yes i want you to explain to us whether walking according to the flesh is of the lord or the other way for the lord Okay, Romans 8 verse 1 You have to wait From verse 1 We're going to read from verse 1 to 4 Because in Bible teaching You don't take a verse You take a context Pretext, post-text, context Now hold on There is therefore now No condemnation To them which are in Christ Jesus In the original full stop 
that who walk not after the flesh is not in the original. To them which are in Christ Jesus, full stop. Number two, verse two. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Wait, I'm still coming. Next verse. Follow the reading on. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, God, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Watch, watch. Next verse. We never finish. That, that, that. Why did Jesus condemn sin in the flesh? That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. Who walk not. So a child of God does not walk after the flesh. A child of God walks after the spirit. Okay, wait till I never finish. Romans 8, 8. Let me give you a corroboration. Look at it. So then. Look at it. So then. They that are in the flesh. Eh? He said, if it's sacrifice, I will kill all the animals, but I know you don't delight in sacrifices. Moreover, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 2. Look at it. For thou desirest not sacrifice. Okay, now look at it. For then will they not have ceased to be offered the sacrifices. Eh? Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. So why were they offering it all the time? Because God was not in it. Next verse. Verse 3. Verse 3 brought down the computer. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sin every year. So the sacrifices were giving them sin consciousness. Next verse. For it is not possible. It's not possible. That the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Next verse. Wherefore, since animal blood. Everybody pay attention. Since animal blood was a waste. It didn't have spiritual value. He's, when he cometh into the world, talking of Jesus. He saith, sacrifice and offering. Thou wouldest not. You're not interested. But a body has thou prepared me. Next verse. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. no pleasure. Are you following? Stay with me. Next verse. <laughs> then said I, since animal sacrifices are useless, then said I, lo, 
I come in the volume of the books. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Next verse. <laughs> Above, when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Next verse. Next verse. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. So how did he do the will of God? He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, which is the first, animal sacrifices, which is the second, the sacrifice of Christ, which is what pleases God. Clear? Bless you. <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah. One more. This seems to be recurrent. Yes. But would, I will ask it. Um, please pay attention. So we don't repeat the answer that has been given already. Please pay attention. Alright. For the past teaching, you made us to know that God does not kill. My question is, who killed Onam, Pharaoh, and their firstborn in Egypt? Okay. Please pay attention. Don't ever forget this. The Old Testament must be explained. Don't forget that. That statement is heavy. That statement is the key to the Old Testament. The Old Testament must be explained. So question the killings in the Old Testament not just these three all the killings in the Old Testament who was responsible Hebrews 1.1 1, 1. Hebrews 1.1 1, 1. God who at sundry times do you have amplified version? Does it have amplified? Give me amplified. Amplified will amplify this verse. We need some amplification. Amplified brother on the computer. God bless your fingers. Hebrews 1.1 1, 1. Amplified. A-M-P-C Amplified. If you can't find it, anybody use, I don't want to use my own. Use your own Bible. Hebrews 1 1. Amplified. Okay, good. It says, who has it? Amplified. Okay. Is this one amplified? <laughs> Take out the old and reput the amplified. I have it. I can read it for you here. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. Each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of all to our forefathers in and by the prophets. Watch, watch. Next verse. But in 
these last days he has spoken to us in his son old testament a lot of writing only a small portion is the truth portion in every book portion 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 you will never find the complete truth in the old testament it is called progressive revelation then he now says in these last days god has spoken he didn't say god is speaking he said god has spoken which means the last word of god is christ you know what that means that jesus is god's last word to us which means the prophets spoke to the fathers in little 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 portions of the truth but in jesus all those little little portions have come as complete now take note of this faith in christ explains the old testament faith in christ explains the old testament so question who is christ christ is god who became a man eh? so jesus will say what i see my father do i do question did jesus kill anybody on earth eh? but what did he do he gave life to the dead which means God never killed so who killed the firstborns of Egypt the firstborns of Egypt were killed as judgment 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 remember God said kill animal put the blood on the doorposts when the angel of death the angel of what the angel of what that's not the angel of god when the angel of death shall pass god's protection from death is the blood on the door god cannot show you how to protect yourself by putting blood and be the one killing The part God played was to protect them by the blood from the angel of death. Is it clear? Yes, sir. So it was not God that killed the firstborns. It was the angel of death. Who killed Oman? In the Old Testament, when people take a course of action and they receive the consequence of their action they attributed it to God for example Exodus 4.23 Exodus 4 you know what you are asking me to teach here to answer here is what I taught for years 
is called the misunderstood God. Part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5, part 6. And each part is many hours. But all I'm doing here is giving you a teaser. Teaser. So that you can go now and study further. And sit down. Let Pastor Annie continue to walk. Exodus 4.23 And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Judgment. But watch this. Look at the next verse. Watch, watch, watch. And he came to pass. <laughs> By the way, in the inn, that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. You're not understanding. You're not understanding. God won't kill. Then God, they look for how to kill. Now God be that. No, no question. Now God be that. God won't kill. Then God, they look for how to kill. If God won't kill you, as in they think I'm, you don't come So which means this is Moses' assumption. Moses was assuming. Maybe he was terribly sick. Then he thought it is God trying to kill him. So in the Old Testament, you know, I took time to show you. There are searchings. Eh? There are inquiries. Eh? There is admonition. Eh? There are shadows. There is accusation. There is Christ. So we have to rightly divide. I don't know if it's clear. How many of you understand what I just did now? It cannot be God killing. God cannot be the killer and the giver of life. No. Satan kill it. God give it life. Somebody said to me, what about Sodom and Gomorrah? Who destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah was a type and shadow of the end of the world. It was judgment. Just like now we are preaching. Anybody that don't believe the gospel, where rapture happened, all of them will be destroyed as judgment. So Sodom and Gomorrah was judgment. They preach and preach and preach and they refuse to hear. Angels came to carry Lot and they wanted to sleep with angels. Then the Bible says, and the day Lot left, it rained fire. That is the living of Lot was the absence of God. And the absence of God is destruction. Is it clear? What about the flood of Noah? The same thing. Noah preached for 120 years. The people did not believe. Then the day the ark was closed, it rained. And that world was deleted. Those are types and shadows of what will happen at the end of the world. That's why Jesus would say, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Is it clear? God doesn't kill. God is light. And in him is no darkness at, at all. all. 
Are we clear? There's a lot more to teach, but we're back here tonight. Amen. I said, Amen. If you have questions, you can write them, give to Pastor. Tonight, after the teaching, we'll answer as many questions as possible. But let me once again encourage you to get the books. Get the books, sit down, read them. The reason for the books is so that these questions can be explained properly with context, with everything well explained. Can I have a powerful amen? Are you blessed? Grab a good offering. Let's give and worship and honor Christ. Let's give an offering, everybody. Let's grab our offerings and give. Amen. This is how a conference is supposed to be. You sit down and hear and hear and hear. Something happens inside you. When you leave, you just discover you're no more the same. Praise God. Grab a good offering. Let's honor Christ. Let's honor the word. Let's honor what Jesus is doing among us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet with your offerings. Father, we thank you for the privilege to give. We give in faith. We give with joy. And our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. Thank you once again. That as we give, our offerings will advance your kingdom on the earth. I pray for those giving. Every need is met supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the blessing. In Jesus name we pray. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Hit the music. Let's do it as we amen. worship and give our offerings. Hey, hey, my God is good. Hey, my God is good. My God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. 